Hello, Community Health Center advocates. This is Kristen St. John. Welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. It's April 21st, 2021, and here's the latest in Advocacy in Minutes. Joining Marie McCauley and I this week is Eureka Delo Cruz from NAC's research team. Today, as we process the verdict in the trial of the officer who killed George Floyd, NAC remembers the words of H. Jack Geiger, MD, co-founder of the Community Health Center movement, who said, and I quote, of all the injuries inflicted by racism on people of color, the most corrosive is the wound within, the internalized racism that leads some victims at unspeakable cost to their own sense of self to embrace the value of their oppressors. Please head over to NAC.org to read the full statement. So let's get to it. Marie, tell us what's happening on the Hill. Thanks, Kristen. We have an upcoming deadline for our appropriations letters. Please contact your House members and ask them to co-sign the House Fiscal Year 2022 Community Health Center Appropriations Letter by having their offices email Sherry Lou Santos in Rep DeGette's office or Shane Woods in Representative Bill Rockets's office. Please contact your senators and have them co-sign the Senate Fiscal Year 2022 Community Health Center Appropriations Letter by having their offices contact Sally Farrington with Senator Wicker or Amy Brown with Senator Stabenow. Check out your Washington update to find the list of representatives and senators who have already signed on to each of the letters. As of Tuesday, April 20th, we have 27 signers on the Senate letter and 228 signers in the House. Last year, we had 278 signers on the House letter and 68 in the Senate. The deadline is coming up this Friday, April 23rd. We also have infrastructure package negotiations continuing. President Biden held a second bipartisan meeting with members of Congress to discuss infrastructure proposals on April 19, 2021. Republicans opposed Biden's more than $2 trillion infrastructure proposal, particularly for investments in care for the elderly and disabled people which is not considered part of the definition of traditional infrastructure investment. Republicans signaled support for a smaller infrastructure bill that will include more money for transportation, broadband, and water systems. Biden continues to seek a bipartisan infrastructure bill, but Democrats could use budget reconciliation if a bipartisan deal does not emerge. Following criticism from moderate Democrats on Biden's plans to offset infrastructure spending with a corporate tax hike to 28%, Senate Democrats have agreed to a 25% corporate tax rate. Biden has not announced pieces of his human infrastructure proposal, which could include more investments in healthcare and is not expected until his address to a joint session of Congress on April 28, 2021. Additionally, Secretary of HHS Javier Becerra testified on April 15, 2021 in front of the House Appropriations Committee on Labor, Health and Human Services, Education and Related Agencies on the Biden administration's fiscal year 2022 budget request for the Department of Health and Human Services. During the hearing, Becerra signaled his continued support of telehealth and belief that it has helped remove barriers to accessing quality care. Kristen, what's happening in health centers? The Community Health Center of Buffalo Incorporated, in collaboration with the Buffalo Documentary Project request the honor of your virtual presence at the world premiere of Fight for Good, a short 20-minute film documenting their efforts to provide the continuous care to underserved communities during the COVID-19 pandemic. The documentary explores the impact of FQHCs and doctors on the COVID-19 battlefield, the leadership role of women of color, and the challenges presented by institutional and systematic racism and healthcare disparities. The virtual premiere will take place on Thursday, April 22nd at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. 
If you're interested in viewing the film, make sure to grab the link in this week's Washington Update. But don't worry, the password protection will be removed at the start of the program. Eureka, let's talk data and research. Thanks, Kristen. It's also really nice to join you, Marie, today. So here we go. So Health Center is responding to COVID-19, year one review. So this is an infographic that presents Health Center's response to COVID-19 over the past year, from April 2020 to April 2021, and gives helpful information from this period, such as the number of patients tested and vaccinated, and how PPE supplies, testing result time, and health center closures have changed over time. Please contact Sarah Baser at sbaser at NAC.org with any questions. Next, we have the Community Health Center Chartbook 2021. The annual Community Health Center Chartbook uses graphics and charts to describe who health centers serve and how health centers meet their community's needs, health center growth and remaining challenges, and how health centers make an impact. Please contact Sarah Baser again at sbaser at net.org with any questions. We also have an updated health center's response to COVID-19. So this weekly infographic now includes information on health centers' vaccine challenges and the number of pop-up clinics and mobile van events while presenting national findings on health centers' experience and responses to COVID-19. There is also a downloadable template available in this week's Washington Update to populate with data and news for advocacy purposes. Kristen, I understand there are a ton of learning opportunities coming up soon. Yes, thanks, Eureka. Join NAC and peers on Monday, April 26th at 4 p.m. Eastern for the Round 2 FCC COVID-19 Telehealth Program Application Webinar. Over 100 health centers received Round 1 telehealth funding to support initiatives like network upgrades, purchasing video conference equipment for patients and practitioners, and smartphones for telehealth visits. To build on that success, the Federal Communications Commission Wireless Competition Bureau will begin accepting applications for round two of the COVID-19 telehealth program on Thursday, April 29th at 12 noon Eastern. Application period market is April 29th to May 6th. You can register via a link in your Washington update. Join our partner organization Vote ER Civic Health Month and leaders in the healthcare and democracy on April 23rd to April 24th for a free civic health conference. This virtual event will connect the dots between health and democracy through engaging workshops on topics ranging from the importance of local elections to the power of community organizing. The link is in your Washington update. And while you're looking at the Washington update, make sure to also register for the forum on infant mortality and racial disparities that's happening at noon Eastern on April 29th. The Center for Family Health is sponsoring and will discuss a black, white, racial disparities in infant mortalities in Michigan. You will hear from Dr. Arthur R. James, a retired obstetrician, gynecologist, and pediatrician Michelle White, MA, Director of Health Education and Health Promotion, Jackson County Health Department, and Dr. Renee Branch Kennedy, CEO of the Michigan Public Health Institute. The speakers will provide short presentations and will take questions as part of the panel discussion. Mark your calendars for 2 p.m. Eastern on April 27th to attend the Elevating an Equitable Healthcare System webinar. In honor of National Minority Health Month, NAC will welcome civil rights leaders for a conversation about how health centers have helped to lead the charge on bringing quality, affordable healthcare to vulnerable communities and how they can lead our nation out of the COVID-19 pandemic and into the future with a more equitable healthcare system. This webinar is the third in NAC series, propelling our mission forward in NAC's 50th year. 
And finally, on May 4th, from 3 p.m. Eastern to 4 p.m. Eastern, join Grassroots Advocacy and the Congressional Management Foundation for the Grassroots Return on Investment, Turning Advocacy into Dollars for Your Network webinar. The program will unpack results from the Congressional Management Foundation survey of national advocacy groups and the government relations professionals who represent them. It will examine advocacy strategies and that groups primarily invest in, why and how much these strategies influence congressional decisions. This program will also present research on how advocacy adds values to an organization's legislative agenda and its network's financial bottom line. Like all the learning opportunities mentioned in today's podcast, the link to register for the webinar can be found in your Washington update. Civic Health Month is a nationwide celebration held each April to showcase and strengthen the relationship between healthcare, healthy communities, and civic participation. Vote ER, the operating partner of Civic Health Month, is a nonpartisan organization at the crossroads of health and democracy. Vote ER partnered with more than 100 hospitals, medical schools, businesses, and civic and health organizations in their inaugural year. Civic Health Month is excited to build on this impact in 2021 and empower healthcare institutions to give their staff and patients a voice in the public policy decisions that affect their well-being. You can find a two-pager about Civic Health Month and sign up to be a partner at the link in your Washington update. And Eureka, I think that's all for the week. Thanks, Marie. Some quick reminders. Please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. For further support, please email us at grassrootsatnac.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HC Advocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of you, our advocates, for your strong advocacy efforts. Thanks for listening, stay safe and healthy, and we'll be back next week.